Hey Jeepers, on this week's XJ Talk Show, we hear who's in the back of a new Jeep Renegade and what sort of recalls befallen on the Cherokee we all love to hate. We hear from several of our listeners with a new batch of voicemails. We also give some love to our new YouTube subscribers. Amazon You Bought What returns, and Tony and I sit around the campfire and chit-chat about what's going on with our own Jeeps. Steve 4.3 LXJ is back in an all-new Jeep garage. All that and a bag of chips on the next XJ Talk Show. Chips not included. The XJ Talk Show is for entertainment purposes only. Any advice or information provided on this show should be verified by alternative sources prior to making any changes or modifications to your vehicle. We are not experts, just people that enjoy the Jeep hobby and don't mind talking endlessly about it. P.S. We love you. Live from the XJ Talk Show News Desk. Local city unsure why new sewer system smells. $330 million review and investigative board to start work immediately. Bienvenidos al XJ Talk Show, un podcast acerca de aventuras off-road en Jeep Cherokees y entrevistas con los que manejan y mueven el mundo de las carreras off-road. Ahora, aquí están sus presentadores, Tony y Josh. Howdy, howdy. It's episode 143. We've got uh, the audience is filled to the brim tonight on our YouTube channel. You can join us every Thursday, 10 p.m., youtube.com slash xjtalk. We hope you're there. Uh, we hope you enjoy making comments uh, to the other audience members uh, just keep it clean or at least uh, keep it friendly. Hey, uh, this is my co-host. I'm Josh. You guys know me as NW99XJ or Northwest99XJ, and I'm the one on the live show who isn't waving. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say wave. What's going on? Uh, I did the two-hand I, wave. I did the, the right-hand wave and then the disembodied left-hand wave. It just looks strange, Josh. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I was uh, as the show was opening. I was over on our YouTube uh, live channel, uh, commenting on the uh, on our comment section, just saying hello to everybody. So, hi, ah, excellent, <laughs> yeah, excellent, good job there. And uh, I don't think I said it. Uh, my name's Tony. Uh, I, I go by Motoroy on xjtalk.com, which is uh, a, a Jeep forum that we get on there and cut up and have fun on. And actually, this whole show was uh, done to support that uh, Jeep forum. So there's like naxja.org, uh, I think. .org? Is it .org or .com? .org. Yeah. Uh, there's a Jeep forum. There's a there's a lot, of, a lot of really good forums out there. So we thought, hey, let's start another one. And we did that about five years ago. And uh, I think we're the only one that has a podcast. Yeah, and it is uh, by far the premier Jeep Cherokee podcast on the webs. And the uh, first site goes right along with that. <laughs> hey, this is the XJ Talk Show, a podcast about Jeep Cherokees, off-roading, the tech you need to get you there and back. We're here to promote the web's most premier website for all that is Jeep Cherokee, xjtalk.com, the friendliest and most helpful Jeep site on the web. xjtalk.com encourages and answers all questions concerns for the first time XJ owners typically have without any flaming or criticism, all while giving you the best, most in-depth articles and write-ups for the repairs, modifications that take your average XJ to the next level. Now get ready. It's the XJ Talk Show, and it starts right now. First week in G. Jeep Renegade goes prime. Okay, so it's not like Optimus Prime, like some of you are, might be thinking. Maybe I should have led with the Prime Goes Renegade. Because last month, the Italian Prime Minister, Matteo Renzi, was lubed up with melted butter and shoehorned into the back of, a, of the mini Jeep mm. to check out the legroom of the back of, of one of these Jeep <laughs> Renegades. He was accompanied by Fiat Chrysler Automobiles Chairman John Elkan. And in the pic scene online at AutomotiveNews.com, you guys can see the poor vehicle suspension, which is supposed to offer the best-in-class off-road capability, was nearly completely bottomed out leaving barely a pencil's width of room between the body and the tire. Imagine what one of these things is going to look like when you get Honey Boo Boo and friends to squat down to one of these things. It's going to be a spark show going down the road if it could move out of its own <laughs> way under all that strain. So Renzi got a private preview of the subcompact SUV in Rome last month. The, Renegade's Jeep, the Renegade is Jeep's smallest model ever and the first Jeep ever to be built exclusively uh, outside the United States. It's produced by uh, Fiat's Melfi plant in central Italy and will go on sale in Europe in September and United States 
early next year. Why was all this done, you say? What possible purpose would be served by cramming two grown-ass adult men's and such power of stature into the back of such a small vehicle? No, this wasn't an episode of Celebrity Circus Clown Car car Auditions or one of those competitions where you see how many people you can cram into the smallest possible space ever. This was merely just a PR stunt and one that makes all involved look a little bit more stupider. Recall, recall, recall. No, this isn't an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from the 90s. It seems like we're all hearing that word a lot lately. And Chrysler Group has just recalled 16,000 of its highest profile new models because they apparently don't know how to screw something down right. Oh, sure, they can screw things up real good. (laughs) But apparently, as if a buggy transmission and a slew of other recalls wasn't enough, now it's the shock absorbers that might detach. Affected are the new model, 2014 Jeep Cherokees, of course. Ram 1500 pickups and the just launched 2015 Chrysler 200 sedans. That's right. These things are barely off the factory floors and they're already falling apart. I swear, Tony, I think we're revisiting the humiliating era of the K cars all over again. The company says the problem is due to an insufficient weld. The rear shocks may detach from the vehicle at one end and possibly damage other chassis components or the tire or result in, in reduced braking ability any of which would increase the risk of crash and kill you. (laughs) Chrysler will begin notifying owners this month, and dealers will inspect rear shocks and replace any affected ones for free. I don't think it's the shocks that they have to replace. It's the welds, and this is what happens, people, when you leave a robot to do a person's job. Customers will continue to avoid buying these cars, especially the 2014 Cherokee, like we've been telling you guys to do all along. See what happens when you don't listen to us, people? Hey, big thanks to John, pre-runner 1982, for submitting our first story for this week's This Week in Jeep. If you'd like to submit a story to be aired on This Week in Jeep, or if you have a response to any one of our stories, or you got anything else to say, for that matter, please send an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. Hey, I'd just like to add that uh, if the welds are coming uh, undone on the 2014 Cherokee uh, shocks, it might allow a little more flex. That wheel might drop, and, and you'll actually stay, stay closer to the ground. Now, it won't touch the ground. Oh. But it'll be closer. This would actually be a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, put a positive spin. And uh, I'll just put this out there. If uh, Jeep would like a little more positive spin on uh, their new models here on the show, uh, there's always advertisement. All right. (laughs) XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. This is Dan from the 4x4 Podcast, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one just sitting there listening to the XJ Talk Show. Why aren't you a part of it? What? Tell me more, you say? Well, it's pretty simple. You can become an XJ Talk Show reporter. All you need is a smartphone and the ability to talk to people. Just email reporter at xjtalk.com for more information xjtalk.com it's where you go when you're not off-road today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or your mp3 player get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash xjtalkshow well this is what we like to call YouTube subscriber love, or please, for all that is sacred, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'd <laughs> like to thank those of you who have subscribed and encourage you guys to please tell a friend and get them to do the same. And we pay a little bit of homage to those who have done this by uh, well, just giving a shout out to four out of our list that keeps growing every week by leaps and bounds. Uh, these are in no particular order. If you signed up recently, you haven't heard your name, sit tight, get to it eventually. First on our list is Annabelle Garcia Nieves. And uh, I was trying to look up the number of, uh, <laughs> we have 594 subscribers. Now back to the show. Uh, Adam, I want to say the wrong thing there. Uh, Bustlitos. Bustillos. I think that's, uh, yeah, he's going to say. Uh, we got Dirty Harry 719 uh, in there as well. Yes. 
And then uh, Angel Del Cielo. I hate you. Why did you pick these names? <laughs> Angel Del Cielo Cato or Kaido or anyways. Thank you. Uh, we're going to put your names here uh, all week long, folks. It does not <laughs> minimize your subscription to us. We appreciate it. It's just it's just tough doing this job. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm sure there's a phonetic uh, type of uh, enunciation to that or something. And uh, anyways, guys, uh, we nonetheless very, very much appreciate your subscription uh, and disregard our butchering of your name. Yes. Eight. Only eight away from 600, Josh. Amazon.com and the XA Talk Show present You Bought What? What the hell is oh. this all about, Josh? This is new. I don't know what this is. Tell me I about know, we it. Haven't, we haven't done this in in several weeks. And two. Uh, it's, we're, it's um, well, two. Okay. Two is more than one. That could be considered several. <laughs> I don't know. Somatics, dang it. Splitting hairs over here. Anyways, guys, we've got this awesome relationship with Amazon.com. Uh, how this works is you guys who are out there uh, perusing the interwebs and finding things to buy, You all you got to do is head over to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com and you click on the Amazon banner you see there on the main page. It pops you right over to amazon.com where you can continue to do all of your online shopping and get any old thingamajig that you wish. You're not going to pay a red cent more, not a single dime or penny more than you ordinarily would, but Amazon has agreed to give us a small little kickback. It's a great way for you guys to support your favorite off-road podcast, and it's a way to, for us to help, well, keep the lights on at DXJ Talk Show Central. Uh, we also get a little bit of a list that is generated by your guys' purchases, and uh, we don't see who's buying what. All we get to see is what has been bought. Yes. And, uh, and, and, of course, we have some fun. Who just guys. found out what you bought? Oh, that was the wrong one. Oh, Awesome. Be the first to call in. To- <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, anyways, guys, uh, you have thrown us some great curveballs in the past with things like bacon salt and crotchless panties, and and uh, although we are seeing less and less of those now, and and especially those uh, those special marital aids, like uh, I would like to call them every now and again, <laughs> pop up every now and again. Uh, we haven't seen any of those in a while. So hey, all of you uh, sick, twisted freaks out there, go ahead and and, uh, and put your freak hat on. And uh, let's throw throw some more curveballs here, because even though Jeep parts are pretty cool, uh, we, we like to make fun of some things as well. So on to the list tonight, Tony. We've got uh, a lot in the automotive section, which I always like yes. to see. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, let me just start with this. Uh, I Omnics, uh, is it Ada? I guess it's Ada. Soft Omics top, Ada? yeah, soft top replacement uh, snaps. Two dollars and fifty three cents. Could you get them cheaper anywhere else? Oh, I know, right? A fantastic price point on something obviously uh, fairly important uh, for a soft top, obviously for a Jeep. Mm-hmm. So, wait, well, I know uh, somebody recently, one of our members on xjtalk.com, actually uh, bought a used soft top for next to nothing for oh, yeah. a YJ, or uh, I think it was a YJ yeah, that he picked yeah, yeah. up for next to nothing. Yep, it's a, it was a blemished deal. It was a, a best top, actually. Yeah, and uh, well, speaking of best top, we have a best top fifty one two ninety one dash one replacement black hood latch kit. And obviously, that's not for something on top of the Jeep, but it's for something on top of the hood of the Jeep. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, I thought this was interesting: a uh, Reese uh, Tow Power Class Three Towing Starter Kit, only twenty one dollars. That must be the electrical portion of it. I would imagine so. Here's one that I know is electrical portion. This is the Hopkins plug-in simple T-connector wiring kit for Jeep Cherokees, 97 to 2001. That's 2157. That's a good $15 or so uh, less than what I spent uh, for mine straight from uh, a trailer dealership out by my neck of the woods. Hey, uh, being a computer person, this always uh, uh, gets my uh, techie uh, erect. Uh, a 500 gig hard drive for uh, oh, it's for an Xbox 360. It is uh, 51 19 51 bucks for a 500 gig hard drive. You know, you spend twenty dollars more, you get a terabyte. Yeah, well, I've actually I uh, saw a Groupon deal for a terabyte hard drive here recently for right around forty bucks. I thought that was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of incredible, how about expendable? Uh, we have some DVDs here that somebody picked up, adding to their collection. The Expendables, The Expendables 2, Men in Black, and Men in Black 3. What happened to Men in Black 2? Uh, oh, oh yeah. Skipping. That they're was skipping. I, I thought 2 was better than 3. 
I haven't even seen three yet. I didn't even know that was out on DVD yet. Oh, I've seen, I saw it on the, what do you call it, the satellite, the cable thing that you kids use these days. I saw there, but five bucks, my gosh, it'd be cheaper just to buy the DVD, especially since <laughs> you're getting it from Amazon. All you have to do is sit there and wait for it. Uh, oh, oh. looky here. A uh, SWR meter for CB radio antennas with a uh, three-foot jumper. 20 bucks, $20 to know what your standing wave ratios are, Josh. Yeah, that's important for tuning a CB antenna, guys. We've talked about that in uh, not only uh, electrical and audio tips, but I think uh, John, pre-runner 1982, has touched a little bit on that in Radio Comtech mm -hmm. as well as far as tuning your antenna and why it's important to tune your antenna. Uh, and you can't do it without something like an SWR meter. Uh, way cool there. And that one even comes with a small pigtail, essential for actually completing that process. So, And for, geez, 20 bucks, you can't go wrong. Oh, what do we got here? Well, anything with zombie in the title, I always get all jiggly over. Uh, this is the MTM limited edition zombie ammo can, black and green. You know, it's got to look like it's all zombified out and stuff like that. So that's cool. I'm going to have to look that one up and see if it's... Uh... <laughs> oh, you should have let it go. You should have oh, let it go. no, because, you know, we'll get another one of the... <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get another one of those messages that we get. It's a cheap podcast, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, and uh, oh, it's, I like this too. Uh, Savage Arms Axis XP Ammo Sling. So you can do your uh, no longer supported windows and carry your ammo at the same time. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> now this is little one, this, is, this is This almost falls a little bit into the curveball um, category. Uh, body Glide. Original anti-chafe bomb. Mm. Now for uh, the like anti-monkey butt. Or no bat wings. Take your pick. He <laughs> <laughs> just found out what you bought. Oh my god, I just can't believe that made it on the list. Well, that's like deja vu. I remember, I thought I heard that earlier. <laughs> uh, there's a glitch in the matrix. It's, a, it's not easy doing this job, people. Alright, I gotta talk and chew bubblegum. Um, so, uh, yes. Oh, well, you know what, Josh, we did not have any new iTunes reviews. Oh, you guys. Now we know there's a lot of you iTunes listeners out there. A lot of you iPhone five and iPhone five S and iPhone users, iPad users, anybody out there using iTunes to listen and or download our show please consider popping over and giving us a five-star review, if you will. Uh, and we very much appreciate it if you guys would leave a review. That's the fun part, actually getting some feedback for you guys. And doesn't matter if it's constructive criticism or just a pat on the back. We've actually aired both on the air before. So if you got something to say about the show, iTunes is a great avenue to do that through. Hard to believe, but there was actually, uh, I guess, one iTunes. Uh, no, it was not negative review. It's, it's how I'm processing. I guess it was four star. And then we had the uh, the one Twitter fight. I mean, uh, the uh, the one uh, Twitter person <laughs> that shared their feelings, <laughs> primarily about the uh, 2014 bashing. Which, by the way, I noticed in the the comment section of the live show here on YouTube that uh, somebody was. Uh, I think they may work for Jeep because they said it was an excellent four-wheel drive vehicle uh, in its class. And I'm thinking short bus. That's, that's how, <laughs> well, the, that's how that, that Jeep is getting to class. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty sure the, uh, uh, the, uh, the general consensus on xjtalk.com is uh, that not too many of us really are all that fond of the 2014 Cherokee. But uh, to each their own, we yeah. are not, uh, not bashing the person. Just bashing Jeep's decision to call that vehicle a Cherokee. Yeah, I'll just reiterate that point. Is uh, I don't, I have no problem with Jeep making money. They can uh, make things, and I have the right to be able to say I don't like it, and here's why. And uh, uh, but just don't call it the name of my baby. I don't like it whenever you disparage the thing that I drive that I love, and you call yours the same as mine. Just it's mm -hmm. it's wrong, and I'm gonna make sure that you understand that it's wrong. Just like uh, <laughs> NTB. I'll tell you more about NTB in the uh, the chat. I have some interesting things to tell you about NTB, the, was it, National Tire and Battery. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. All righty. So let's do some voicemails. Boy, we got, a, we got a bunch of them this week, and boy, I really appreciate that, guys. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun hearing from you, uh, you folks. And <laughs> we have a special challenge uh, voicemail from Nikki G. I don't know if you saw the post or not, but uh, uh, did not. Yeah, he 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 made some sort of comment about 
uh, a voicemail and I said, Hey, you got three minutes to say anything you like. Is that, is it reminding you of something? Oh no. You have to wait for it. You have to wait for it. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's get to it. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ talk show. We want to thank you for calling our 24 seven voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. This is Joliet Johnny. Just picked up a four and a half inch lift kit. And when I put it on my XJ, it won't fit in my garage. So what upgrades should I do before I can't put my Jeep in the garage? Any thoughts would be appreciated. Love the podcast. Thanks. Well, you know, it's interesting you asked that. Uh, first off, thanks for the call. Uh, Josh and I are actually working on a, a new little segment where we're going to be going through and uh, giving at least our opinions on uh, what you should do to build up your XJ, what the steps will be uh, that uh, you know Josh and I have learned, and we'll have other people involved in the process, maybe you. Uh, right. But uh, So look for that on upcoming uh, XJ Talk Show episodes. But uh, to answer your question, uh, I don't know as far as this relating to getting it in the garage or not, but the, the absolute first thing that I would do with any XJ before I took it off-road would be to add tow points. Mm, yeah, recovery points front and rear is, uh, is almost necessity before going off-road. Now, if you're doing some other stuff and not planning on going off-road for a little while, well, then obviously all the good maintenance stuff uh, would be a good idea going through the differentials. Uh, changing out transmission fluid, transfer case fluid, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Maybe replacing some U-joints, um, seals, that sort of stuff. All very nice to do when you're actually in the garage instead of trying to do it in the driveway, especially as we uh, come out of summer and into fall. Hey, guys. My name's Josh. I'm My username on the forums is Bouncy. Uh, I just wanted to say thanks for putting together this podcast. Cause, uh, seriously, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. This is one of the better ones I've ever listened to. Uh, and I see that tomorrow night you guys are going to be talking about Amazon. You bought what? I have uh, an Amazon Prime account I started late last year, and Amazon Prime is officially the devil. I have <laughs> had more boxes delivered to my door in the past six months than at any other time in my life. The UPS and the FedEx guy know me by my first name. So <laughs> Amazon Prime, great. I get free second day shipping, so why not order it off of there? It's almost as cheap as going down the road and waiting through the people at Walmart to buy stuff. Anyway, y'all have a good night. Just wanted to call and say thanks for the show and tell you my little Amazon Prime story. I'll talk to y'all later. Oh, we certainly appreciate that, Josh. And Josh, don't we appreciate that? We do appreciate that uh, and definitely appreciate Josh taking the time to call in and, and, and tell us about that sort of stuff. Uh, guys, we encourage you guys to, to, to call in with for any old thing. You got a story to tell, like an experience with Amazon Prime, for instance, or about a wheeling story. We encourage you guys to do so. Hey, guys, it's K2. As it's gone to let you know, I was at the Iowa State Fair and uh, went to the Jeep booth and was very disappointed to see they did not have a Wrangler up there and all the other new land yachts and everything, but no Wrangler. They had the pickup truck that looks like the Wrangler with the bed in the back last year, but no Wrangler. That's pretty bad sign, I think, for what's up ahead, but keep up the good work. Talk to you later. Hmm. That's kind of depressing. It is. Uh, you know, the, there's been some big moves about uh, what's going to be happening with the redesign of the Jeep Wrangler coming up in, uh, what is it, 2016, 2017. Uh, and there, there's a lot of people that are scared about what's going to happen with the future of uh, Jeep's iconic off-road platform. So uh, I would imagine that people are trying to scoop up as many Wranglers as they can right now uh, before they may take a turn for the worse. Yeah, well, they'll they'll be Wranglers for a long, long time. And uh uh, it's always possible that, uh, somebody could, uh, purchase Jeep that, uh, you know, believes in off-roading and, uh, and, uh, and I'll back that up a little bit with the 2014 Cherokee certainly is a, uh, a more off-road capable, uh, vehicle than what I would expect from what it looks like. Still wouldn't buy one, but 
still don't like it being called a Cherokee, but, yeah. uh, but, but at least the engineers or at least somebody was given the engineers, the ability to, to, to design something for off road. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to take that away from, uh, the new Jeep owners, uh, cause it, it, it is a, a much more capable rig than the station wagon, uh, your mom used to drive. Hey, this is Nikki G and, uh, Everybody's doing the Facebook ice bucket challenge. And I've just received the whale song challenge <laughs> where I have to do three minutes of whale songs. Oh no. I know it's an interesting podcast. And I know it's not going to be three minutes because I just wasted 30 seconds talking. <laughs> but here it goes. Now you have to wonder if his wife is anywhere in the vicinity. And if this is like cl- classic <laughs> Nikki G, or or if it's if it's like maybe I should go check on him. <laughs> now I don't know why that stopped. The thing I was I was enjoying that it just stopped on me. I, I was looking to see if the lights went off again. <laughs> yeah, well, it was only a minute or so of uh, of Nikki G's will calling it expertise, uh, and somewhere there's a uh, there's a uh, <laughs> a horny humpback. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was gonna say I was trying to work a joke in with sperm whale or something. But, oh you know. no, that's the worst name in the world of an animal. I know, right? Oh, geez. Well, thank you guys all for the voicemails. Let me plug that uh, that voicemail uh, line here real quick. Uh, all you guys got to do to join on the fun is call this number five three zero six seven five four one zero two, and uh, and you can join in on the fun like uh, the last four guys did. Hey, and speaking of uh, of getting in on the fun and stuff like that, there's an event I'd like to plug uh, here coming up, and we actually heard about somebody uh, going to uh, going to a plug or going to a plug going to, a uh, plug. Going to oh, an event no. of some kind, and and uh, and not seeing the wrangler that they were, they were hoping to see. So uh, there's a 12th annual SoCal SJ Fiesta Island picnic and cruise in uh, happening Saturday, August 23rd, down obviously in uh, Southern California around fiesta island so if you know how to get there you know the area well it's happening uh just this saturday uh august 23rd uh coming up obviously when you're hearing this show on the uh, podcast well you've already missed it uh but if you guys have an event that you want to plug uh go ahead and give our 24 7 voicemail line a call and we'll get it on the air yes yes What do we have next? Oh, we have a part where I'm supposed to be reading something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, this part of the XJ Talk Show is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like podcasts, there's a good chance you guys are actually going to like audiobooks, too. I know I like audiobooks, and I've actually got a favorite author who I catch some audiobooks from every now and again. His, his name's Scotty Siegler. He's got some really cool sci-fi stuff. Uh, it's not all, you know, Star Trek-ish or anything like that. It's actually some pretty down-and-dirty, crazy sci-fi stuff that'll... Uh, well, maybe even give you some bad dreams at night. But uh, check out audiobooks like those. All you got to do is go to audible.com. Actually, you need to go to audibletrial.com slash xjtalkshow, where you can choose from any one of their 150,000 titles. And, uh, well, we're going to get you hooked up for absolutely free. That's right. Go to audibletrial.com slash xjtalkshow, and your first book is on us. Hey, Josh, how's it going? Not too shabby, Tony. Going to sit down around the campfire, pop open a cold one, and, well, shoot the breeze. I've got my, my mega glass of tea. You gotta you have to wonder how I can drive with this and, and not have little brown stains all over the Jeep. But any of you guys that have been off, uh, off-roading, you know about brown stains in your Jeep, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I've actually got a detail mine from the last off-road trip. Got so dusty. Oh, my God. The Jeep oh, is just dusty trails. brown silk. Yeah, I hate the dusty trails. I'd much rather have a little uh, little water mixed in with the trail than uh, than all that dust. It gets in everything. Yep, yep, absolutely. So on my one of my last wheeling trips, I talked about this on the last XJ Talk Show. I uh, had some carnage involving my my exhaust system, and my muffler got a few new holes in it. 
And, uh, and it's pretty bad, honestly. It's, it's, uh, it sounds horrible driving down the street, and uh, I try not to drive it as often as I can right now until I get that fixed. Talked last week about, uh, about which direction I'm going to go as far as uh, you know, what I'm going to buy uh, and what's going to go in there. Uh, I haven't quite settled on one thing in particular. Now, I could go to Amazon.com. I could go to Rock Auto. I can you know, head down to my local parts store and pick something up. Um, I definitely want to try and get something local because I want to kind of see and and talk with some people about what it is I'm going to be buying. So I was busy last weekend with some gigs and some other things going on. I didn't have a chance uh, then or this week to really pop into a, excuse me, into a, into a muffler shop and, and talk with any guys. So that's what's on the agenda for tomorrow after work. Actually, I'm going to head down to uh, one of my local exhaust shops and talk with the guys down there um, because, you know, I've, I've posted up some threads uh, here and there, done some research online about what guys are liking, uh, what's working good for them. And honestly, everybody's got their own opinion. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where it, it's like, you know, 100 different XJ owners have 100 different things that they like to choose. Um, there's a few guys that, you know, are really kind of leaning towards the glass pack option uh, because it works for them. Uh, they're low profile. Well, they're they're cheap, cheap, too. Yeah, really cheap. A lot of good like free cheap. flowing I'll, exhaust. Cheap. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a I'm a frugal bastard. And the cheaps dig the vibration and noise too. <laughs> yeah. So if I can save some money, you know, if I can spend twenty five dollars versus seventy five dollars, then you know I'm I'm all for that. Um, but you know, again, performance uh, kind of comes into this aspect a little bit. Now, this is one thing that I have noticed in driving the Jeep around a little bit um, with this uh, very holy exhaust, and that's H O L E, not H O L Y. Yeah. Anyways. Um, that, uh, now that I, I have much less back pressure, uh, because it's essentially not going through the baffles in the, uh, in the muffler anymore. Um, the Jeep's power band, uh, and torque curve has changed drastically. And in fact, the Jeep has seemed much more peppy, uh, without having that back pressure. Now, obviously the noise sucks. Well, the you, Jeep sound horrible. You may have had a problem, uh, a problem with the exhaust system, uh, and, uh, a restriction, that was uh, not from stock installation or the the catback that you have. You could have had a problem with that. And now that uh, you don't, you have less restriction. In other words, what I'm saying is, you may have had a problem with the exhaust system, uh, and and now uh, nature has taken care of that for you. So I, yes. I don't know that I would necessarily equate the the holy muffler to any kind of uh, Sunday miracle. It's it 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 could, it could be that if you put another system on there, a new system catalytic converter and, and uh, muffler that you might see the same type of peppiness. You know, well, you got, see what I'm saying? I've got, yeah, no, I, I hear you. It's a, it's a relatively new um, high flow uh, catalytic converter that's in there. It's an aftermarket cat. Um, and I'm, since that's way before the muffler and, and the damage is right at the muffler. Uh, so it's, if I had any issues with the exhaust system, it was either already in the muffler or it was in the tailpipe section, the section that goes from the muffler up over the axle, you know, higher to the body line and, and out by the shackle. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been a problem somewhere in there. So I'm, I'm toying around with the idea of, you know, getting something completely custom, um, one off from basically the cat. And we're talking basically a, a new cat back system. Right. So um, that's what's going to be happening to my Jeep here this weekend. Well, if, if that's the, if the problem was the damage, if, if damage is what's caused this, this hole in your muffler, I think you have your answer. You need something that's smaller. So that you, yeah. so it lasts longer. The, the other thing is, is that uh, that system is a good five, six, seven years old, somewhere around there. Oh, I mean, it's been on okay. the Jeep for many, many years. It's been drug over rocks. It's it's definitely taken its abuse. That's I gotta bad. give props to Dynomax right here and now. The Dynomax catback system that I got, I think it uh, has their their turbo muffler. I think is what they call it, as far as the brand goes uh, or the model number of that. But the Dynomax catback system. Um, was a very affordable, very well-performing, and obviously very durable option for me when I was looking for, um, you know, a tail-end exhaust upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I recommend it absolutely, guys. If you're looking for an exhaust solution, a very easy to, you know, bolt-on. It's a bolt-on cat-back solution. Check out the Dynamax system. Uh, they're oftentimes running rebates as well. I got my entire cat-back system from Dynamax for seventy-five dollars. That's not bad. Now, um, uh, let me sh- shift gears a little bit, <clears throat> and yeah. I, I may have bitched and complained about this in the past. I do not like um, not being treated 
the best way I can be from a vendor. If I go and and, and I'm going, whether it be Walmart or, or wherever I go, I expect it. I expect to be treated like a, a good customer, unless I'm not, yeah. you know. And then if I'm not, I I, I get what I deserve. Uh, I uh, I went. This is now. This is a couple of years ago, and the only reason why this has resurfaced is because uh, NTB National Tire and Battery have been running these ads. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody sees the same ads across the country, but uh, in this part of the country, Southeast Texas, uh, mm-hmm. people are given their bill at NTB, and they look at it and go, "That's it. That's all I need." And then they this gizmo whatever comes out, and when they're they're falling over backwards because they're they're literally knocked off their feet. That it's not going to cost hardly anything. Yeah, the, they they have like pillows or a big catcher's mitt or or something <laughs> that catches them. So uh, I look at that and I go, uh, yeah, they're probably falling over backwards because they're looking at the bill and they see the shop fee. What the oh. hell is a shop oh. fee? So this is a couple of years ago now, maybe not that long, but it, it was a pretty good while back. I took the Jeep, and that's the problem when you have more than one. I forget which one it was. I took it to NTB to have the uh, have an alignment done, and uh, the alignment was like eighty nine ninety five or something, which I thought was really expensive. It might have been a hundred dollars or something, which I thought was really expensive. But oh, that's okay, fine. I, I need to have the alignment, and. Um, I think it was on my wife's Jeep, actually, and uh, because I wanted to make sure that uh, you know she didn't have any issues with it. Uh, and uh, I, I get the bill, and I look on there, and there was this shop fee for like I don't know eight, ten, thirteen, fifteen bucks. And I and I went now, mind you, I had an alignment done, so I said I asked the guy, "What's this shop fee?" Oh, everybody charges those. Really? I don't oh. remember seeing one before. But but what is it? It's a fee that we charge for our disposables, you know, shop rags, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I went, okay, I understand. Put that into the price. Because when I was quoted a price for this alignment, and, and which, by the way, what do you need? What kind of disposables do you have for an alignment? Electricity? You know, it's a machine. They put this thing up there. They're paying a guy a salary. It costs money to do business. Okay, fine. Put the shop fee in the price that you quoted me for the service. Because otherwise, this is bullshit bill padding. This is, I'm going to add a uh, a tariff (laughs) to you because... We're not going to sell this to you for 120 bucks or 100 bucks. We're going to sell it to you for 113. But this way, we've already done the service and you don't have any other choice. It's a shop fee. Bullshit. So whenever they started running these ads, I started on Twitter saying stuff like that's all I need. Wait, what's this shop fee at NTB? Mm. So uh, after a while, every time I'd see an ad, one of those ads, I'd make some smart-ass comment, which, you know, it's a stretch for me, but I I can be a smart-ass when I want to. Um, So uh, they have a a department that monitors the internet. Oh, boy. Consumer Affairs or something like that. And uh, CIA. About a a month (laughs) ago, they responded with, uh, oh, we're so sorry. What can we do? And uh, could you send us an email and uh, gave us gave me the email address and I, I spent 30 minutes typing up an email explaining the situation to the best of my knowledge because it has been a while back and explaining that I didn't like this 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 bullshit charge being added to my bill on the outside after the bill and by the way uh, when I was talking to this guy I said well let's, let me talk I, I said we'll just take that off there no sorry we can't do that let me talk to the manager I am the manager. So I had to pay that crappy ass fee when I didn't know about it to start with. Anyway, so NTB on on Twitter is getting back to me saying, send me an email. I I authored an email. I sent it back on July 18th. Why do I know the date? Because when I I didn't get a response from them, I started back in (laughs) on, on bitching about the shop fee. I want everybody to know that there's a shop fee. And, and they need to, to do something about that. They need to fix that. And uh, I, I actually stated that in my, my uh, email to them, that they need to um, remove that shop fee. And, uh, well, sorry, we can't do anything about that. That's fine. I can go back to bitching. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I've, I've got, I've got pl- plenty of uh, platform and, and plenty of lung and, and thumb strength to, uh, to bash you guys as, uh, as long as, uh, as long as we can. So, so as long as I can't. Yeah. So I went back to, uh, my email, uh, whenever they asked me again, we're so sorry. What is there anything we can do to help? And, uh, they wanted to, they wanted to call me and talk to me on the phone. Uh, I gave mm-hmm. them my phone number. They called and left a message and said, uh, I'm sorry, uh, five o'clock your time is six o'clock our time. And that's when we go home. So this is really important to them. They couldn't spend an extra 15 yes. minutes after hours to speak with me on the phone. That's fine. But in the message they left, they said, um, you can also send us an email. So I went to send them an email. And as I'm typing the email, I'm thinking to myself, I just did this. I did not just do this. So I yeah, went they, and did it. So they into one of those, like it's the, it's the, it's the virtual version of a, uh, of an endless phone tree. Yeah. So, so I went and found it and I forwarded the email and say, Hey, I sent this guy, sent this to you guys a month ago and I got no response. So I'm going to tell everybody in a loud, clear voice, please, if I'm not going to tell you not to go to NTB, that's fine. If you want to go to NTB, that's fine. But before you tell them to work on your Jeep or the family car, your grandmother's, whatever, ask them, is there a shop fee? You call them on the phone. You get a price. Does that include a shop fee? And if they lie to you because you get in there and you check your bill and there's a shop fee, get you know find out the name of the person on the phone whenever you talk to them. Get the mm-hmm. name of the person that tells you, sorry, there's a shop fee. You told me there wasn't. There is, etc. And call NTB or better yet, get on Twitter and give them hell. People are falling over in those commercials, not because the price is so low. It's because they see the shop fee and want to know why the hell they were charged more money whenever it was not part of the quoted service. Now, we all pay taxes. We all have to pay those little extra fees that we don't like. We understand that, but we know that's that's expected. What is not expected is a shop fee. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Josh. Have you ever seen a shop fee from anybody else? Well, certainly not advertised. Uh, <laughs> now, I used to work. I used to work in automotive retail for for many many years, and and shop there was a, a generally a shop supply charge on there for certain things. But these were, you know, when we're talking about, uh, you know, working in the in the industry of car audio, um, you know, you're installing, a, you know, an amplifier and, and speakers and a stereo in there. There's all sorts of little connectors and, and you know, wire and, and, and things like that uh, that that are used uh, during the course of an installation. And, and those sort of things vary as far as amount goes from job to job. But you come in and say, hey, I just need my amplifier tuned, uh, you know, something like that. You're not going to get charged a, a shop supply charge. And these were these were very very minimal, two, three, four dollars. I don't think there was ever more than a, a five or six dollar charge on that. Um, and, and but that was that was always rolled into uh, in, into the cost of things. I mean, the customer yeah. was aware of this sort of thing. It wasn't advertised, of course, but you know there wasn't a big sign behind the counter or you know up on the displays saying you may be charged an additional fee for shop supplies. But in the course of you know closing the deal, this sort of thing is disclosed. And uh, and the customers were aware of it. I don't believe that the the people at the, the National Tire, whatever that that company, battery. National Time Battery, yeah. Well, we've lost Josh again. It's a, it's been an interesting night with uh, power failures and uh, uh, <laughs> etc. Um, so uh, we'll just wait for Josh to to call back in. There he is. How do you call back in on a campfire? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I get up, I got to go pee, I come back, you know, something like that. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's what your beer can's for. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see that. Just take it over there by the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, shop fees, uh, you know, that's fine. You, You have, it costs you to do business. Put that into the cost of the service. Don't right. don't pad my bill with it. No, nope, it should be subsidized into the cost of everything else or whatever. Or they just need to to do away with it altogether. Um, you know, or 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 at least put a sign up saying, "Hey, you may be charged uh, an additional you know fee for you know X, Y, and Z 
uh, during these procedures. And and uh, don't tell me that the shop fee is for disposables that they use when they're using a electronic device that they reuse everything. And and you're telling me you're changing me charging me eight thirteen dollars for a stinking shop towel. Mm, yeah, there's yeah. a there's a rag involved, and I should be the one getting it. Yeah. Anywho, so that is my rant. I don't, uh, at least I don't think I rant that often, but that is my rant about National Time Battery. And I will add that ever since that shop fee incident, which I paid, and I, I think I may have, it may have even said, I am never going to shop at NTB again. I'll, I'll, there's other people that uh, uh, can do the same thing they do, and I can go find simple, somebody else to deal with. And uh, I'm not trying to get any money. I'm not trying to get any notoriety out of this. The only thing I'm trying to get out of NTB is a statement saying they will no longer charge uh, additional shop fees. If they want to roll it into the price of the service, great. Have no problem with that whatsoever. I'm not trying to get anything for nothing. This isn't a uh, an Audible Books trial. This <laughs> is this is service. <laughs> they do a good job. They should be paid for it. But it is lying. It is lying to the customer. Whenever they say the service costs this much and they charge you an extra, I don't care if it's $3, that is $3 more that they should have put on the service because then yep. that would have get, that's the time I'm deciding whether or not I'm going to pay for that or not. Be honest and forthcoming. Don't play any games with me. I get enough of that from politics. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Well, sorry about your, uh, your bad experience at, uh, at an otherwise, uh, probably decent shop, but, uh, I'm getting yeah, some therapy. It's, it's getting better. Very good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what a interesting, technically challenging show, Josh. Well, speaking of technically, are we going to, uh, postpone the Jeep garage segment for next week? Where is it? Oh, there it is. I missed it. I understand. We probably went uh, a little long, but yeah, uh, well, I'm used to yeah. that. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, absolutely. I guess I didn't put that in a big enough font. I saw the the show wrap up and the chit chat. Actually, I talked longer in chit chat because I didn't see the the Jeep tip thing. Oh, geez. So so let's do that now. Sorry about that. Uh, you got to understand, guys. Nothing against Steve or the the great segment that we have here, but with a power fail power failure and uh, this NTB thing, just Chapping my his, ass. <laughs> got Tony seeing red. <laughs> I've seen the show notes. <laughs> and now for a disclaimer. Jeep tips is for entertainment purposes only. If you choose to follow these tips, man up and take the responsibility for your own actions. If you cannot or you feel that working on your Jeep is beyond your abilities, seek the help or advice of a trained certified mechanic. Got a tip? We do. It's time for Jeep Tips. Hi, last time on Jeep Garage, we uh, talked about welding and how to uh, make a decent weld. If you remember, you have to hold it with both hands, drag it slowly back, keep the cone of the gun about a half an inch away from the metal, and watch the puddle. Make sure that puddle stays consistent, a nice, white, hot, molten, flowing, uh, little area of metal and then you can add some more to it and then you'll get a nice uh, mound of metal uh, that goes across whatever you're welding on. Well today I'd like to go over an additional skill. I know I said I promised that we'd go over vertical and horizontal welding but I lied. It occurred to me <laughs> that uh, we better learn how to stick two pieces of metal together first. So that's what we're going to do today. And in order to do that we need to develop a couple of new skills. One is cutting a piece of metal so that you can have something to weld with. So uh, let's go over that. And uh, this is going to uh, necessitate a uh, another a little expenditure on your part called the Sawzall. Now, you have to ha be able to cut metal if you're going to start uh, working and making things like bumpers and suspension parts and stuff like that. And the Sawzall is the cheapest way to do it, unless you like to muscle through it with a hacksaw. So uh, the Sawzall is the way to go. And if you've ever tried to cut anything 
more than about six inches thick, you'll see that the top of the hacksaw gets in the way. It's really only made to cut something like a piece of pipe or a piece of angle iron. So you have to have something without anything over the top of the blade if you're going to make a cut that's longer than six inches. So we use the sawzall for that. Now there's all kinds of sawzalls you can get. Some are expensive, some are battery powered. Uh, the battery powered, some of them are pretty good. Uh, a lot of people in the trades use them. And uh, if you like that idea, uh, those can be real handy. If you want to cut something off at the wrecking yard, take your battery-powered sawzall. But uh, I don't own one of those. I just have a couple of electric sawzall. The one that I currently use is uh, one that I bought from Sears, and it's been a very good sawzall for me. So in, in doing this, the first thing to do is to choose the right kind of blade. And there's all kinds of blades out there for sawzalls. Most of them are made for cutting wood because carpenters and electricians and, and uh, plumbers use them in their trades so that they can run pipe through wood and so forth. But we need a metal cutting blade. And I've tried a number of blades. Uh, Lennox blades are not bad, but the ultimate blade has just come on the market a few months ago. And uh, it's the one that you should use. And I'll explain why in just a minute. It's the Milwaukee Sawzall Double Duty Upgrade, and it's called the Torch. That's on the end of it. And uh, this is a great blade for one reason, and it does something that's not falsely advertised on the package, and that is it doesn't bend. Now, a lot of times when we cut through steel, particularly if it's uh, something like uh, uh, a body panel or a structural part or something like that, you'll end up having the tip of the blade come back through part of the area you're cutting, and then it tries to go back through, and a sawzall blade will wiggle around on the end, the best of them do, and then it'll hit something solid, and then the sawzall comes back at you. And what happens when that goes on is you feel like somebody just kicked you, but the other thing is that the blade is bent. And I've pounded them out straight and all that stuff, and they just bend again easier. So when I got some of these, I was very pleasantly surprised. They don't bend. Uh, it'll take a half a dozen hits like that before they do bend. And, that, and that's a nice thing because it saves on blades. And if you have to pay a wee bit more for these, then so be it, because you save a lot of money in the long run. And the other thing that is really cool about these blades somebody was thinking is that you can make a very straight cut with them now the teeth on any sawzall blade are always wider than the uh, blade itself and they do this kind of thing for a reason and that's so that the blade won't stick but on the uh, milwaukee blade the double duty blade you'll notice that there's some hexagonal raised portions on the side of the blade and what these do is they're almost as wide as the kerf on the uh, saw teeth, but not quite. And because it's not a solid piece of steel, they're allowed to go through without too much drag. And so what this does, it keeps the blade from twisting. So it allows you with some good technique to make a nice straight cut with your sawzall. And this is important because if you get a gap that's too wide, it's, it gets difficult to weld. So you want to make a nice straight cut to go on a flat surface. And, you know, when you're making your bumper or anything else, it's nice to use straight lines and right angles if you can, because those are easy to duplicate. And we'll go over some techniques for that. So these Sawzall blades are really, to me, a godsend. Now, the way to use them to make a nice straight cut you got to go down to the welding shop where you buy your welding supplies and get something called a silver pencil. Now, a silver pencil looks just like a wood pencil. And if you ask for one, they'll go over and show you a box of them. And you sharpen them just like you do a regular pencil. And instead of having a black lead in the center, they have a silver-colored soft uh, center. It's not a lead, whatever it is. Uh, that marks the metal. And you can sharpen them with a pencil sharpener and make them real sharp, and they can make a nice fine line on your metal. And they cost more than a wood pencil, but believe me, they're worth it because if you want to make a nice straight cut, you need to follow a nice narrow line. If you want to follow 
a line that's a quarter of an inch wide, you're going to find that your cut's not straight. So you're going to take a straight edge and uh, you can use a yardstick or a ruler, depending on how long of a cut you need to make. I have uh, three lengths of straight edges in my shop. I have a 12 inch, like a ruler, and then I have a three foot yardstick, and then I also have a sheet rocker's T-square. It's a four foot uh, square, and you can put it on the side of a piece of metal and mark straight across it, and it'll be square. And uh, it you won't have to go to the other side and try to match the line or anything like that. One swipe does it, and you can cut off uh, a large chunk of steel if you want and uh, use it and it does any any length so uh, those are the three things steel steel edge straight edge is a good thing to have in your shop if you're going to start building things uh, i know we're talking about getting more expense here but it's just the kind of things you have to have in order to make quality stuff so what we're going to do is we're going to take our straight edge and we're going to mark a piece of steel with it with our silver pencil, and then we're going to start in cutting. Now, when we use our sawzall, the tendency is to want to just place it at a right angle to the metal and, and chop through. That's the fastest cut you can make. It's also the most destructive to the teeth. Uh, the teeth on, on your blade need to have a little metal there, more metal than what the uh, distance between uh, one to three teeth is, so that you don't ruin them because they try to take too much of a bite that way. So you want to put your Sawzall at a 45 degree angle or maybe even a little bit more and make sure your, your metal is clamped down to something with a C-clamp or it's in a vise that's nice and secure, whatever you want to do. And you're going to want to have that Sawzall at a 45 degree angle or maybe even a little bit more. And this allows you to sight down the blade so that you can follow that straight line very easy. And, and with one of these Milwaukee blades, it's very easy to make a nice straight cut that has no more than a 64th of an inch variance in it. And then you can have something that you can lay down on your material to be welded, and you don't have to worry about any gaps. And the less gap you have, the better the weld is going to be. So... You've made your cut now, and I'd like to add one more thing here to cutting. If you can get a hold of some cutting oil, and it's it's available just about any place that sells pipe cutting equipment, Home Depot, whatever. Uh, if you put a little bit of cutting oil on that those blades, they'll last even longer. So I know you got to wipe them off, and it might smoke a little bit when you weld, but uh, it's just one of those things that is real handy to have. And, of course, if you're going to cut threads, do any drilling, anything like that, um, as we're going to go over in the future, how to make good, you know, drill good holes and stuff like that, then uh, cutting oil is a good thing to have. It makes all your stuff last longer. So now we've got our piece of metal, and it's time to put it on there and weld it. Now, one of the thing, there's two things you can do. One is you can tack it in place, and uh, since you've got your, self-darkening shield or automatic darkening shield on your uh, welding helmet, then you can hold it and get it in a nice spot. And then you can just touch the trigger and make a little bit of a weld on one end, a little bit of a weld on the other. And if you're good at holding stuff or you anything like that, you can get it pretty much to where you can get it in position. And this is real handy if you're underneath a vehicle and you got to hold something up in place. I've done it many times. And we'll have to do it many more. Uh, you can't always clamp stuff down to a Jeep. Uh, it's not practical. So if you get your automatic darkening helmet, you can watch it, put a light under your Jeep. You can, it, you can see it just like you would out in daylight with a pair of dark glasses. Hold it there and you can tack it in place. The other way to do it is to clamp it in place. And uh, so if you're going to make a right angle weld, what you do is you get a piece of angle iron. Any kind of angle iron will do, as long as it's in halfway decent shape. And you clamp it down with a C-clamp, or you can use some vice grip type clamps. I've got three sizes of those in my shop. And uh, you clamp it down to the piece that you're going to uh, 
be using as your base, and then you clamp the other side to the angle iron itself, so you're going to have at least two clamps involved, and preferably four, and then you're going to tack the end of it first, and then you're going to, with about an inch weld or something like that, and then you're going to go up to the other end, and you're going to start the rest of your weld. Now, the reason you have to clamp this, and this is something you have to be aware of when you're welding anything in place underneath your Jeep or anything like that, is that as a weld cools, it contracts, and that right angle is not going to be a right angle anymore. So you have to secure it some way. So this piece of angle iron and the clamps is a good way to do that. And so again, we take our two hands on our gun, and we get it a half inch away, about a 45 degree angle, and we start in and we start making a weld. And when you're welding two pieces of metal, after we've gotten our puddle watching skills down here, we watch the puddle again. Only this time, we split the width of the puddle between both pieces. And you'll have to maybe adjust the gun a little bit up, just a smidgen on the vertical piece. But the idea is, is you, you split the puddle 50-50, move slowly like you've already learned how to do, and draw it back towards the uh, back of your weld there. Now, when you're all done, you let it cool for a minute or two, then you take your clamps off, and you should have a nice right angle there with your metal securely welded to the uh, uh, the base piece. Now, another technique, if you have to weld on something under your Jeep and you can't uh, uh, get it clamped to anything or, you know, those kind of things happen. What you do is if you can get to the back side, you tack that, then you tack the front, and then you do a small little weld on the front and the middle, and the other side, you do a small little weld on the other side, and so then you can keep going back and forth, and you weld both sides of the metal, and you'll still end up with the right angle where you want it to be, or any other angle that you need, and uh, then you'll be ready to go. Well, great information, and I have to agree with uh, James from the chat. i got to get me a welder. Yeah, no, uh, essential to have for us Jeepers, especially if you go out and you wheel like I do and you break things every now and again. Now, I don't have the fancy gas attachment or anything like that, but uh, you, know, you absolutely have to stick two pieces of metal together uh, to get yourself back on the road or back on the trail. They're nice to have. Yep, and uh, I really like the idea of uh, those welders that you can take on the trail with you. That, uh, oh, ready welders, yeah. Makes, yeah, those things are great. Makes my, uh, my uh, fear of not getting home feel much better. <laughs> well guys uh, again sorry for the trouble tonight but uh, those things will happen uh, this is much the way radio was back in the 50s 40s maybe even 30s uh, I guess the further you go back the worse it was so uh, I guess we do pretty good for having the show go and from start to finish uh, without any issues and uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about then I did some great editing yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, as you guys can see, uh, you know, it's it's just a matter of uh, being at the will of whatever can happen. And we, I'd like to thank uh, those who stuck around for our live show. And uh, obviously, Tony's probably going to do some magic editing for uh, those of you who are listening to the podcast right now. And the rest of you out there, think about calling in and getting in on part of the show. Anybody uh, out there who's got a story to tell about a recent wheeling adventure, maybe you've seen some carnage, or maybe you'll just like to call and say hi, give us a call, 24-7 voicemail, line 530-675-4102. And, of course, our live call-in number, uh, we always scroll up the bottom of the screen, and we encourage you guys to call in during our pre-show or when we're taking live calls during the show. Uh, so make sure you guys jot that number down. Uh, join us for a live show Thursday nights, 10 p.m. Central on YouTube. Yep, I want to thank all the voicemail callers. Uh, great uh, voicemails, Nikki G. Thanks as always. Appreciate the uh, the question about how to get your uh, what you should do to your uh, Jeep before you uh, can't fit it in the garage anymore. From Johnny Joliet. Uh, great to hear from uh, Josh. He called in uh, during the pre-show. We had a little chat, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be trying to have that conference call line going more and more often because uh, we've said it before. We've said it again. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, you can be part of the show, not just uh, pre-show, post-show. 
you can uh, go out there and do like uh, Steve's doing with these uh, garage tips, Jeep tips. Uh, John, pre-runner 1982, and his uh, radio com tech segments. And uh, oh, by the way, I haven't mentioned it, but we really, really would like somebody that's uh, good with uh, Wranglers, knowledgeable, can look stuff up, and can speak. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to have you do a Wrangler segment for us. Yep, yep. So uh, head over to Facebook, uh, like us over there, Twitter, check us out on Stitcher, tune in, iTunes, and of course, YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe and, uh, and join us for our live shows. Till next time, we'll see you then. Have a great Jeep week. See ya.